It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher a PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBS Sports.com networks. And in today's show, the Packers have another defensive lineman in the retirement of, for me anyways, local legend Tony Romo, the most famous thing or person in Burlington other than Nestle Chocolate. But before we get into those things, I'd like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network, which includes Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On NFL, and Locked On Fantasy. And of course, please head over to my website, PackerReport.com. My seven-round all-Packers mock draft is up. And yesterday, I broke down the history of Ted Thompson's tight end draft classes. Some really good stuff there. Though probably not pertinent for this year, considering the Packers have Martellus Bennett, Lance Kendricks, and Richard Rodgers. Green Bay's probably not going to draft a tight end. But hey, if you're going to do a series, you have to do a series. So I did the tight ends. I'm about halfway through the old line now. It's 20 draft picks. There's a lot of draft picks to go through. So I'll have the old line up later once I get over a Packer Report. And if you're not a member there, please check it out. Sign up for one month of coverage at Packer Report, and I will buy two more months for you. That's three months for the price of one to get you through the draft, through OTAs, through minicamp. So great deal. Just plug in the coupon code FA2017. That is F for free, A for agency. FA 2017. You buy one month, I'll buy two. All right, to today's show, the Packers claimed Eagle Ferguson off waivers from the Bears yesterday. I was a big Ferguson guy coming out of that draft. He was in 2014. Ended up going in the second round of the Bears at number 51 overall. The Packers took Devontae Adams at number 53. Victory Green Bay, right? But I was a I was a fan of his coming out of the draft. He's never going to be a playmaker. But I liked him as a, you know what? You got to stop the run. And he is a big, strong son of a gun capable of stopping the run. And he had had a good rookie year for the Bears in 2014. 29 tackles, a couple of sacks. Injuries and a suspension, though. Limited him to four games in 2015. And he missed all of last year with a shoulder injury suffered in the preseason. So, I mean, the guy hasn't played since October of 2015. He hasn't played in the game. That's uh, that's not good. But it's a good move here for the Packers. And I'll tell you why. First of all, remember, at this time last year, the Packers had Mike Pinnell, Latroy Guyon. Well, they don't have those guys anymore. At least for the first four games, they've cut Pinnell. 
Remember, he was suspended twice for last year, at the start of the year and the end of the year. And before the playoff game against Dallas, Green Bay cut Pennell. So he's out of the picture. He's with the Jets now. Guyon's got his second four-game suspension coming up to start the 2016 season. So you're down two regular performers. And that would have left the Packers with, for the first four games of the year, Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Christian Ringo, and me as, as their five-man rotation. I, I don't know. I mean, they were up a creek. They, basically, they were forced to have to draft a D-lineman. They would have had to draft the guy in this draft. But in the last couple of weeks, they picked up Ricky Jean Francois, a regular starter in his uh, career um, with the Colts and, and the Redskins. A regular starter there and a pretty productive player. And then yesterday they pick up Eagle Ferguson off waivers. So now look at you. Again, we'll take Guy out of the equation here. Your starting group, look, they're they're a nickel defense. I don't I don't I won't even I don't even care about three D linemen, but we'll we'll do it for the sake of this. Your starting D line in their base three four defense, Kenny Clark at nose tackle, and either It'll be, well, Daniel's at one end, and then either Lowry and Jean Francois at the other end. That's pretty good. And now you add Eagle Ferguson to the mix. So you've got five guys without Guyon. And this is a team that only keeps five on their roster anyway. Again, they play nickel. You usually need two on the field. They're probably only going to have five on the roster. So even without Guyon, assuming Ferguson pans out, all this is predicated on him actually panning out, obviously. You've got, once again, you've got Clark, Daniels, Lowry, Ferguson, Jean Francois as five. Then after the fourth game, you get Guyon back. Now you've got six guys who can play. Again, this is all predicated on Ferguson, and I'm under the assumption that he'll be fine. I talked to my colleague from Scout.com, um, Jeremy Stoltz, about Ferguson yesterday. And he pointed to the injuries and such. He says, in part of, I'll, I'll run all this at Pack Report later. But at the crux of his last paragraph here, Ferguson was a disappointment in Chicago, but mostly due to his inability to stay on the field, not because of lack of production. At just 25 years old and with very little wear on the tires, it won't surprise me at all if Ferguson revives his career in Green Bay as a rotational interior defender. So again, I think this is a, a good pickup for Green Bay. There's little risk. I mean, his base salary is about a million dollars, a little less than a million. So this isn't not breaking the bank. If you cut the guy, you get you don't have to pay him anything. This, there's no guaranteed money here. This is simply like your regular NFL contract. It is a week-to-week deal. No signing bonus because you're picking up the last year of his contract with the Bears. So no signing bonus. It's all base salary. If the guy stinks, you cut him. No big deal. But now, with all these players... You don't have to draft a D lineman. And you know the drill here. You need outside linebackers. You need cornerbacks. You need a starting guard. You need a running back. You know, if you can get an inside linebacker who can run, that would be fine too. Um, You've lost Micah Hyde. Maybe maybe you need to feel feel like you need to get a safety with Hyde, Dunn, and Burnett Enring his last year under contract. There's enough needs here to fill that if you can fill needs... On the cheap, then go for it. So at Green Bay, I, I think it's a good move by Thompson. 
no risk whatsoever in a chance for a major return on a former second-round draft pick. And it gives this group eight the potential to be very good. Because Daniels is very good. Kenny Clark showed signs of being very good. And if those are your top two, you, 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 just, got, you just need guys to play and not get their ASS blown off the ball. And that's Gene Francois' history. He's not going to get blown off the ball. Guyon gives you no pass rush, but he's a good run defender. And Ferguson's a young guy here, too. And, if you, and I, I, I think Mike Turgerback's a terrific D-line coach. This, chance, this group has to be a chance to be really, really good. I mean, not great, not, maybe not impactful, because the only really, I mean, Daniels will give you some pass rush, and maybe Clark will develop into that, but there's not a whole lot of pass rush here. But as far as stopping running, stopping the opposing running game and all that, I, I think you're pretty well set. If, 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 if Clark is who we think he is, if, if, if Lowry gets a, takes the next step in his career, if Gene Francois has something left, I think he's 30, or, or going to be 30, one or the other. And if Ferguson can um, play up to his um, expectations from the 2014 draft. So good move here by Thompson in, uh, to, uh, to bolster a group that you did not have to invest a single draft pick to fix. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. If your company would like to talk directly to Packers fans, your company could be right here sponsoring Locked On Packers. Sponsor Locked On Packers, and your company will reach a passionate 98% male audience that is 78% between the ages of 18 to 44 and 75% from 25 to 54. Recent studies have shown that podcast listeners are 65% more likely to interact with sponsors than other forms of media. Get your company great exposure right here on Lockdown Packers. Our rates are very reasonable and based solely on the number of listeners, so you get your value. Email me at packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to get started today. That is packwriter2002 at yahoo.com for more information on Lockdown Packers. All right, some non-Packers news. Tony Romo is retiring. What a career this guy had, and I say this, A, I'm from Burlington. I played at Burlington High School. Um, I never played with Romo, but I certainly followed his career. I, I followed my high school, and I remember going to one game, um, coming back home to watch him play once. I read about him. I want, I want to see the kid play. But, man, this kid can really throw it. You know, and I'm not saying I saw this coming, this NFL greatness, because, you know, when I'm watching a guy, I, I, I'm no scout. You know, in, in most of my opinion is this guy's really good in comparison to everybody else. And you know, you know how high school quarterbacks are, they're they're few and far between, but man, Romo was really good. So he goes to what Western Illinois, goes undrafted, and has an unbelievable career. Thirty four thousand passing yards, two hundred and forty eight touchdowns, super clutch, thirty game winning drives. 
Uh, that's better than Roger Staubach and Tony... Uh, Tony, Jesus, Troy Aikman. A terrific career. And he's going to go right into broadcasting. He'll be great. I mean, the, o- the only interaction I've ever had with Romo is from the conference calls and the Packers who played the Cowboys. And he's always been terrific on the conference calls, and I, I assume that will show up in the broadcast booth. You wonder if it's, you wonder if he's really done. Is, is this going to be a Brett Favre thing where... You know, the first team that loses a quarterback, a starting quarterback, the first playoff contending team that loses a quarterback, isn't Tony Romo on speed dial? <laughs> and I realize he's going to have a, a TV contract. That's you know probably not going to be exactly easy to get out of that, but he's a hell of a good football player. Injuries eventually caught up from him. He played at Eastern Illinois, by the way. I think I said Western Illinois. Eastern Illinois. Romo went undrafted in 2003. Let's look at the list of quarterbacks, shall we? First-round picks. Carson Palmer, number one overall. Can't quibble with that one. Number number seven overall, Byron Leftwich. Number 19 overall, Kyle Bowler. Number 22 overall, Rex Grossman. Third-round picks. Dave Regnone. I have not thought of Dave Regnone's name. This is probably the 2003 draft. Chris Sims. Fourth round. Seneca Wallace. Fifth round. Brian St. Pierre. Sixth round. Drew Henson. Brooks Bollinger. <laughs> if you're from Wisconsin, you're going to hear the name Brooks Bollinger and say, holy blankety blank. He was drafted. Yes, he was. Sixth round, number 200 overall. Cliff Kingsbury. Lousy quarterback. Good football coach. Seventh round, Gibran Hamden, a name I've only vaguely heard of. Ken Dorsey. That is your list. Um, of that list of quarterbacks, only, well, Carson Palmer played last year. Two thousand. Every other quarterback was out of the league by 2014. Seneca Wallace, the last to play, 2013. Among the rest of that list. I'm, I'm Mr. Stats Guy. Carson Palmer, 44,000 yards. Romo, 34,183. Um, I'm trying to do the math real quick in my head here. I guess the other rest of the guys combined got to that much. but So, taking Romo out of the equation. Palmer, number one in yards. Number two in yards. Leftwich, 10,532 yards. Romo only had three times that many. Touchdown passes. Uh, Palmer, number one, 285. Romo threw 248. Leftwich, next in the list with 58 touchdown passes. He threw almost 200 more touchdown passes. Um, it's, it's comical. Um, passer rating. Romo's passer rating is 97.1. That beats everybody. One of the best of all time. Um, four-time Pro Bowler, Palmer, a three-time Pro Bowler. Shockingly, nobody else made the Pro Bowl from that list. It is stupid how good of a career Romo had as an undrafted free agent. And yeah, and again, I I spend more energy on the draft than anybody in the Packers beat because it's what it's what I do. But man, oh man, 
It shows what an inexact science it is. It was an inexact science in 2003 when Romo came out. And, and as much information as scouts have now, and there's all these new metrics, and there's all this newfangled stuff, at the end of the day, it's still it's still a blind stab in the dark half the time. And you know, they'll you know maybe there there very well could never be another Tony Romo, but it just shows you that I have I have firm opinions in this draft. Every draft person has firm opinions on this guy is gonna be good, this guy stinks. You don't know crap. I don't either. We do our best, and that's what makes the draft so much darn fun, is we don't know anything. If this is an exact science, this would be boring, right? If this is an exact science, everybody would know how players would be picked, and all the first-round picks would be great, and all the second-round picks would be pretty damn good players, and, and so on and so on. And But this is what makes this great. People thought Rex Grossman was the 22nd best player in the draft. The 22nd! Rex Grossman, 10,000 passing yards, 56 touchdowns, 60 interceptions. 60! He threw four more interceptions than touchdowns. Well, hell's bells. The rest of the first round, take Palmer out of this. Leftwich was plus... Jeez Louise, I'm fired up now. I can't talk. Leftwich was plus 16. Bowler, minus 6. Grossman, minus 4. So... The three other quarterbacks taken the first round with Palmer on the equation. The three other quarterbacks, a combined, combined had ten more touchdown passes than interceptions. Romo, who went undrafted, had a hundred and thirty-one more. Somebody who should have been fired thought Dave Regnone was worthy of a third-round draft pick. Dave Regnone. Career stats, 20 out of 40, 135 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Yeehaw! <laughs> Can you believe Brooks Bollinger actually threw 360 passes? Some team let Brooks Bollinger throw 360 career passes. That is unbelievable. I'm just kind of still kind of stuck in that. Drew Henson... Did he play baseball? Did he think baseball his career? He stunk at that. And I think he stunk at football, too. Um, Cliff Kingsbury threw two passes. Gibbon Hamden threw two passes. Ken Dorsey threw 408. Eight touchdowns, 18 interceptions. That's not good. Eight touchdowns, 18 picks for Mr. Dorsey. All those guys were deemed better than Tony Romo. Pretty damn good career for my man from Burlington. Who, uh, oh, I have to say though, with Romo out of football for now, he's—I don't think he's hired by anybody yet. At least so until he's hired by somebody, that makes me the best NFL person from Burlington. Woohoo! <laughs> so anyway, a, a, a great career, and once again, it just puts a spotlight on what you think you know, you don't know. And that's what makes this whole draft stuff so damn fun. All right, that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Packers. My sincere thank you for listening. Have a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow.
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.